Welcome to Hostel Homies, a podcast focused on the best parts of backpacker culture. I'm your host, Joe Glasgow. Each week I sit down with a new guest, ranging from the people I meet while I'm abroad to professionals who work in the travel industry. Listen along as they share hilarious and inspiring travel stories, unparalleled recommendations on where to go, and tips for seeing the world on a budget. For Hostel Homies, it's all about the journey, the destination, and the people you meet along the way. Hello, Hostel Homies. This episode is brought to you by The Hostel Group. Visit thehostelgroup.com and support hostels by booking direct. It was a quick turnaround because, like, I got back on, like, Sunday, mm-hmm. and I left, uh, you know, at 6.30 the next morning to go to Rwanda for a week. Oh, man. Yeah, so it was a quick turnaround. No kidding. Just, yeah. to, just to jump back to Uganda really quickly, what, what kind of food, what's the cuisine like out there? So that was one thing, like, I didn't really know what to expect mm-hmm. when I uh, booked this trip and, you know, the three days I had to contemplate uh, <laughs> to think about it. Yeah, right. But I was so impressed. The food was unbelievable yeah. i mean you know f- first of all the, just g- getting you know to the basic the fruits and the vegetables everything the 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 climate in uganda is just perfect mm-hmm. so every fruit every vegetable just grows you know in abundance and i've never had like pineapple that had tasted so good i i don't i'm not a big vegetable guy mm-hmm. uh you know but uh i was eating like raw carrots and i'm like what has happened to me <laughs> you know I, it was just wild, but the food was unbelievable. So the meat, as far as meat, was like a lot of chicken, mm-hmm. um, no real, no pork really, uh, but a lot of goat. And goat, I had never really had goat. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. I'd never really had it before. Uh, my my cousin's wife made this thing called katago, mm-hmm. and it's goat porridge with tomatoes and potatoes, carrots, some kind of like red sauce, and then you pour it over rice. Mm-hmm. Man, it's like the best meal I've ever had. No kidding. It was unbelievable, yeah. Well, I think a lot of people, what you were saying earlier about, you know, negative connotations with Africa, preconceived notions of Africa, I've never really heard much about the cuisine out there. So, yeah, I've always been interested, and I I know it varies very much country to country, city to city out there, but it sounds like the Ugandan food was pretty damn delicious. It was pretty damn good. Yeah. Yeah, it really was. Excellent. So, you went from Uganda to Rwanda. Yep, flew to Rwanda. And man, like the minute I hit, I got to Rwanda, I knew I was somewhere different. Like yeah. I knew I wasn't in Uganda anymore. They have really strict laws. Uh, they're very organized, mm-hmm. which was like I went from like the wild, wild west to like you know uh, a European country. Uh-huh. It was wild. It seemed like to the extent of their strictness, you weren't expecting that, right? Yeah, yeah. It was just you know Uganda. You, you cross the street whenever you want. If you get hit, it's kind of like well that that was your fault. Yeah. Yeah, but. In Rwanda, you get fined and you'll get thrown in jail for like jaywalking. Man, they really crack like, down on everything. Out they there, really yeah. do. Mm. I mean, they'll go. It goes from like one extreme to the other. Um, well, I know you mentioned that this was a maybe a friend of your cousin's who what like smoked weed out there, or bought weed out there. I think he got he got caught like uh, you know buying pot from some bar and they threw him in jail. I think they beat him up or whatever and they kept him in jail for so long that eventually like the u.s government had to get involved and send over an ambassador and like get into talks uh for releasing him it was like an international crisis oh my gosh yeah it's just like certain things you got to be really careful 
And you just have to know, for any country, you got to know like their customs and their, their mm -hmm. belief system. It was pretty wild to go from like, you know, chaos to like real, real strict order. How did that work as far as your vacation went? You're, you're the type of guy, I mean, everyone's heard your stories from, from <laughs> Europe and, uh, you know, even like even going down the Nile River, you know, shotgun and beers, drinking beers, everything yeah. like that. How did, how did your lifestyle fit in out in, in Rwanda? Yeah, so I, uh, you know, I, I didn't let it like, you know, bring me down one bit. Mm -hmm. I still managed to have a good time. Good. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Uh, but yeah, it was just different. The, the people were a little bit more reserved mm -hmm. than Ugandans. Ugandans will like come up and approach you in the street and like, you know, want to know your name, you know, how many siblings you have, you know, what, what, what brings you to Uganda. Just mm -hmm. want to know everything about you. Rwanda is the, the people were a little bit more reserved mm -hmm. and um, but still very friendly. But just a little bit more reserved. They weren't as upfront as uh, Ugandans, and I just, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I like the Rwandan people a lot. But I think I fit in better in Uganda because everyone was just so friendly and like yeah. it was different. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, how long were you in Rwanda for? I was there for I think six days. Six days. Yeah, yeah. and so I flew into Kigali, which is uh, the capital city, and like super impressive. Mm -hmm. I mean, impressive by any standards. Yeah. I mean, it, it's really an incredible city. How efficient it is, mm -hmm. you know, they just like their public transportation. They don't have goats and chickens riding on them. <laughs> Constantly. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's just impressive. I was only there, you know, for a couple hours and then I took a bus out to this village called Kibuye. Mm -hmm. And Kibuye is a town that sits right on the coast of this lake called Lake Kivu. Mm -hmm. Lake Kivu separates the Congo from Rwanda. It's just this beautiful lake. You could swim in it, beautiful water. My cousin told me about it because he used to spend some time in Rwanda and he'd go to Kibuye for, you know, some R&R. Rwanda was, it really was beautiful. I mean, just some of the greatest like sunsets I've ever seen. Sure. And it was just incredible. Well, and the, when you look up the skies, right, you're saying the climate's beautiful. Out yeah. In Uganda, Africa in general, like you can see the stars. For sure. Very well out you know, there, right? like I, you know, just being here in New York, it's like, man, if you see a star on like, you know, a clear night, it's like, wow, that was pretty impressive. <laughs> That's a big day. Yeah. yeah. There, I mean, you could see everything. It mm -hmm. was just no light pollution, just really incredible. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I really, I, I took a lot of time to to admire that because mm -hmm. that was, you know, that's something you don't get to see every day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you got to get uh, some relaxation on out, I did. out there, right? Yeah. I did. Yeah. So when I was in uh, in Rwanda or in uh, you know in Kibuye, I went to this hotel that had their own sauna, mm -hmm. and it's right on the right on the shores of this lake Kivu. So it's a wood fired sauna. You rent it. I think I rented it for like six o'clock to eleven o'clock mm -hmm. p.m. You know, it's pitch black out. Mm -hmm. I that was you know that was like five bucks. Dinner was like dinner and drinks was like five bucks mm -hmm. or whatever. And I just ate, drank, and like went in this sauna for five hours, and it was the one of the coolest things <laughs> I've ever done. It was a wood fired sauna. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was just. Unbelievable. I believe I FaceTimed you while you were here. I there, did, right? yeah, yes. yeah. I, I, it was a little fuzzy. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I can't remember why. You looked like you were in a good state. I uh, was, so. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's what I yeah, it was crazy. So, they, you, you know, they set up this sauna for you, and it's just like a small room, but it's wood fired. It's got the burner in there, mm -hmm. and you're feeding it pieces of wood. And then eventually, the, the wood that they like stocked in there runs out. So, Right outside is, uh, you know, big, long pieces of wood and a machete. 
And so you're just like, you're like, well, all right. And you just kind of like <laughs> cut your own wood with the machete. I never used a machete before. Yeah. So that was pretty wild. <laughs> you kind of learned how to do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, but the coolest part of that sauna was you know, I'd get it up to like 140, 150 degrees and it'd get so hot, I'd be sweating like crazy. Just walk right out the dock and jump right into Lake Kivu and it was so refreshing. Oh, it was man. pitch black out. I mean, you could see every star. You're out there by yourself. By yeah. myself. Yeah, yeah. It was like a soul searching, uh, you know, moment. I sure. mean, it was unbelievable. It yeah. really was. It was one of the coolest things. You know, I've done some crazy stuff. I've done, I've, I've got to see some, I've been very fortunate to get to see, you know, a lot of cool places. But mm -hmm. as far as like the one of the, some of the coolest experiences I've ever had, this is right up there at, at, at near the top. Just chopping the, the wood to put it in yourself, like just making the making the spa work for you, right? Like actually working towards it, feeling like you're a part of it happening too. It really was cool. When yeah. you're so when you're in there, you know, it's it's pitch black outside, you're in this hot sauna. What what's going through your mind? Like are you are you realizing things about yourself as far as, you know, as far as searching for yourself, soul searching, anything like that? Yeah, you know, it was a lot of like just reflecting on back on my the things that I've done and mm -hmm. like how lucky I have been to be able to see some of the things and like just the people I've met along the way. It was more just reflection mm -hmm. than a spiritual moment. It was more yeah. reflection. And I, I just sat there and just, you know, thought about you know the relationships that I've built and how lucky I am to be able to see such a beautiful place of course yeah man. it was unbelievable dude what a cool experience it really was it oh really my was. gosh you yeah. spent you spent that night out there per uh per recommendation of your cousin yep yep yeah. and so I love that sauna that so much I, you know I went home back to uh back to the hostel slept like a baby mm -hmm. uh and I was like man I woke up the next day I was like I gotta do that again like sure. five hours wasn't enough <laughs> and so I did it again yeah, did you uh, really? yeah yeah but before that so I went to this hotel and like I, I met the, they had a tennis pro mm -hmm. and that was really cool. So I met this tennis pro. He said, do you play? And I said, oh, I used to. And said, my mother used to play. And so he was like really interested that my mother used to teach tennis mm -hmm. all this. So, he, he, you know, he, he like dragged me up to the tennis court and we, we uh, you know, rallied for maybe an hour. And yeah, then we went sure. up and played ping pong, like as they're heating up the sauna. Yeah. So, and I like made this friendship with this guy, and we still we still talk today. And uh, and he was just telling me stories of Rwanda, mm -hmm. and I mean he was just a really impressive dude. Um, oh man! Yeah, yeah, it was it was really cool. And How I did this. Awesome yeah, I did the sauna that last night. I had a bus the next day back into Kigali for mm -hmm. the night. Kibuye was was a has a special place in my heart. That's of for course, sure. yeah. Well, I mean, we've talked about this before. You are the type of person where you will find the the right people, or you'll find the best things in in the right people, right? And I think you're also the type of person who isn't going to look over a coincidence, like the same, you know, this guy having the same profession as your mom. Yeah, and, it was, you're and right. you know, just just exploring that and getting to actually you know, start this cool relationship. Yeah, it was with almost you know it was meant to be. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't just a coincidence. That's right. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. So you made you were on the bus back. Any any goats or chickens on this bus ride? No, no goats so, or chickens. Because this is in this is around Rwanda, so this is a uh, a little more strict, right? Yeah, a little yeah. bit more strict. Uh, you know, it was very comfortable. Mm -hmm. But got back into Kigali, and uh, I really didn't budget well. You can't use credit cards really anywhere in Uganda or Rwanda. I thought I brought more U.S. dollars to Rwanda than I actually did. So I had about $9 to my name as I get into Kigali. I have to stay the night 
eat, and then I get get to the airport in the morning and fly out. And I was like, uh oh, oh I'm in trouble. <laughs> yeah, so I went on Google. I, I found this bar that had Wi-Fi. I went on Google, found the cheapest hostel I could find. Mm-hmm. And so I show up and, you know, it showed the price of like, I had like nine bucks. It showed the price that it was, um, I think it said six bucks. And Mm -hmm. I was like, all right, well, I can just like, you know, go to the store and, you know, get a a loaf of bread and a couple beers and I'll like make it through the night. Call it good. Yeah. Yes. I show up and he's like, oh man, like we, uh, we actually changed our prices. They're like, you know, $14 for the night. And I was like, oh. Man, what am I gonna do? <laughs> yeah, no, like you, you can't just like you know sleep in the in the local park. No. Like, yeah, so <laughs> this is in Croatia. Right, yeah. right, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I was like, man, and he's like, well, he's like, you already made it here. Well, we'll figure it out. He's like, how much money do you have? And I was like, uh, you know, twelve thousand francs, mm-hmm. and a room just for just the room was you know fifteen thousand francs. Sure. And I was like, I have twelve thousand. He's like, okay, well, why don't you give me four and i was like okay and he goes and that should give you enough money to you know get a meal here at this place it's mm-hmm. all you can eat buffet it's awesome yeah and i was like okay and he goes and then with the rest of that money you got to go to this club and get and get drinks and i was like <laughs> wait seriously no way yeah he wanted he was he was so happy that i was there visiting mm-hmm. that he wanted me to get a great experience of kigali so he only took like what was the bare minimum and allowed me to keep all this extra money to go out and enjoy myself that Man, night. that is admirable. It was oh, unbelievable. Gosh. It was so cool. <laughs> so cool, yeah. And he gave me some great recommendations. Mm-hmm. I had a great meal that night. It was really cool to meet, you know, someone like that on my trip. No kidding. Well, if you ever go back, where are you staying? Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> no, I'm hooked. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. God. Well, you know, and I, I've said this in the past before, but you, I mean, you have a great way of creating these relationships with people, but you, I think you just give everyone a chance and because of that, everyone gives you a chance. Yeah. It's really come from traveling. It's just like, try to see that everyone's good. Mm-hmm. You see, try to just find the good in a person you give them, I, I, I don't know, like some people believe in energy. Some people believe in, you know, fate, whatever. Mm-hmm. I think if you put out good energy, you know, positive energy, you'll, you'll get that in return. And yep. that's a big thing that I've tried to, uh, you know, work on is when I travel and it's unbelievable the results that it's, it's had. I mean, the people that I've met are, are incredible. The experiences that I've been able to have just by like putting on a smile and mm-hmm. like, you know, asking someone how their day is or, you know, it's, it's, it's incredible. Sure. hundred percent, man. This is, uh, this is one of your last nights. That was my last night. Yeah. That's your last night out in, there. In yeah. Rwanda. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I flew back to, uh, Entebbe to Kampala. Mm-hmm. I got back to Kampala, you know, early afternoon. Mm-hmm. Then the following day we were going to, it was me, my eight-year-old cousin, Lenny, mm-hmm. well, I, you know, I don't know. I, he calls me Uncle Christian. I, yeah. I don't know really what we are. <laughs> I think I think we figured it out. I think I'm, we're second cousins once removed, but this is your uh, This is your my cousin's, cousin's son. Son, exactly, yeah. yes. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it's me, Lenny, uh, my cousin, Ned, and we're all doing, we're doing a guy's trip up to Murchison Falls, mm-hmm. you know, that next, that Friday. So Murchison Falls is the largest national park in, in all of Uganda, mm-hmm. known for having, you know, elephants, giraffes, hippos. So we take my, my cousin's car. And so, uh, you know, going back to the, the trip up to the Nile River, mm-hmm. uh, Ned and I were, you know, we, we uh, had, had a couple beers while uh, on, the, on the ride up mm-hmm. and uh, 
his wife Gloria was not not too happy about that. <laughs> so before we left for Murchison, she told Lenny, her son, you know, hey, make sure make sure Ned and Christian aren't drinking beers or smoking cigarettes in the car on the way up to Murchison. Okay, yeah, yeah, mom, no problem. <laughs> I said, Ned, like, what, what do we do about that? He said, ah, don't worry about it. We'll be fine. Uh, so I was like, well, I, I'm, 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 I'm a visitor. Like, I'm not going to, you know, disrespect Gloria. And, and he's like, no, no, we're fine. Don't worry about it. So we go to the gas station and we fill up. He walks into the gas station, walks out with like a four pack of uh, Tusker beer, which is a Kenyan beer mm-hmm. and like you know five packs of cigarettes. <laughs> he, he, he puts them in the car and he goes, "Hey, uh, hey, Lenny, you know, what'd be really cool." Lenny, his son, is like just wants to be one of the boys. He yeah. wants to, he's like he goes, he's like, "What, what, what? You know, what, what, what would be really cool?" He goes, uh, "If you didn't tell mom uh, that that uh, you know Uncle Christian and I were smoking cigarettes and drinking beer on the way up to Murchison." <laughs> so okay, yeah, yeah, I can do that. Absolutely. I can do that. Absolutely, no problem. Yeah, I can do that. So uh, yeah, we we had a couple beers. We uh, you know smoked a couple of cigarettes yeah. on our way up and. Uh, and and he kept telling me about this place, you know, and it's getting it's getting late. We're we're getting hungry. We mm-hmm. haven't gotten to our lodge yet. Get to this place called Kafu. And Kafu is like a trading center. And trading center is just like a place in the middle of nowhere that people come together and exchange goods and you know buy and sell things. And so we have to, you know, we have to go right through it. And this place is known for having incredible roadside food. And like street meat, yeah. you know, real street meat. And so we stop and it's just chaos when, when you stop. Like if you, if you don't, I mean, if you don't, you, you would never slow down in this place if you're not hungry because mm-hmm. you slow down enough, like you'll have, you'll have like chicken on a stick or goat meat like flying through your window. I mean, they, these guys are super aggressive. Yeah. So we, we stopped and like my cousin was telling me, you know, this is how you you have to, you know, kind of make it orderly and you got to give it back to him a little bit so you don't get the shitty pieces of meat or yeah, whatever. Sure. So he's like, all right, like, you know, this is what we do. And he's like, all right. So he goes, they'll, they'll all stick the meat right, in the, right through the windows. And he's like, all right. Everyone, I'm not buying if the meat is in my car because it's you know the, it's just coming off the grill. It's like dripping on your seat. You're like <laughs> so, he's like, just just nope. I don't want it in my car. And I, okay, okay, okay. And he's like, all right. And he goes, and the first thing you do, he's telling me this like while he's doing it. Uh-huh. He's like, the first thing you do, you tell them their meat looks like shit. And I was like, what? <laughs> You're like that seems rude. I was like, what? They're, they're gonna spit on it? Or he's like, no, no, no. Just just watch. Just watch. He's like, he's like, no. Uh, I'm looking at that one. Nah, no, that looks like shit. And the person's like, oh, okay. And like, he, and eventually he's like, ah, you know, I, I'm not really sold on any of these, you know, pieces of meat. They all look kind of old or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so like, you know, all of a sudden this kid disappears. Boom, goes to the grill, comes back with like piping hot and fresh. Perfectly pieces. fresh. Yeah, one, he's yeah. Like, and I'm like, oh my God, it worked. He goes, yeah, dude, I do this every week. <laughs> I'm like, wow. So yeah, we get this incredible goat on a stick. Uh, we get uh, grilled plantains, mm-hmm. um, which were just amazing, oh, like a gosh. dessert. Yep. And uh, cassava. And cassava, I don't know what cassava is, but it was, it's, like a, it's kind of like a potato or something. Really mm-hmm. good. Um, so then we, we get to, we drive up, finish our drive to Murchison. 
and we do a game drive that night. And a game drive is essentially a safari where mm-hmm. you just drive your own car gotcha. instead of hiring someone to drive you around. Mm-hmm. So you, what you do is you, hire, you drive your own car and you hire a UWA guy, which is a Ugandan Wildlife Association. Mm-hmm. And they get in your car with a AK-47. Yeah, that's a, it's a common thing. <laughs> it's yeah. just constantly happening. Right. Yeah. yeah, so they get in your car with the AK-47, then you drive around the park, and they point out things to you, you know, where places to go. If there's just been a big kill, mm-hmm. then that, a lot of times that brings the lions and the hyenas around, so they know where that is. Mm-hmm. So they just kind of direct you. And man, I, I was told like how many animals you'll see and all this stuff. And I was told like you'll see so many giraffes, they won't even impress you anymore. And I was like, bullshit. That's not possible. You, had you seen a giraffe before? Never seen a giraffe yeah. in my life. Yeah, yeah. Like, like geez. I, yeah, I could see so many of them that I'll, I'll get sick of them. They couldn't have been more right. Really? Oh, my God. Did so many drafts that we, like, you know, we stopped for, like, the first, you know, 50. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, well, there's another draft. Like, ah, <laughs> oh, sweet. Let's speed up. Let's yeah. get out of here. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> but, like, elephants and all these antelope. Mm-hmm. And then we're then, – then I get – then I get – I start driving. We're all drinking beer, which was – not my cousin Lenny. He's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he's, he's like Eight another – Yeah, two years away from drinking beer. <laughs> Irresponsible. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, so, you know, Ned and I are drinking beer, and like he's like, "All right, you want to drive?" And it's left side drive, which mm-hmm. I'd never done. So I was like, "Ah, sure." Yeah. So we're driving around. I'm driving around the park, and then our uh, our, our guard, UWA guard, his name was Emmy Emmanuel, but he goes by Emmy, and he's mm-hmm. like, and he just like puts up his hands, like stop. So I stop, and he like points to the left, and he's like, "All right, go that way." So we're kind of like creeping up along this, uh, you know, through this grass that is uh, up up to the windows. We're mm-hmm. in an SUV. It's up to the windows. And so he's just like, keep going, keep going. I turn right, turn left. We, we get to the spot. He goes, okay, there. And we're like looking around for what? We look out the passenger window and there is a lion, a lioness sitting there three feet from our car. Oh my gosh. Unbelievable. Incredible. Yeah. And so we're like, oh my God, we roll up all the windows like really quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're just taking pictures, you know, and, and, and Murchison isn't known for having lions. They do have lions, but Mm -hmm. there it's such a, it's such a big park that like, it's really hard to find them. It was rare that you came. Oh yeah. Yeah. Crazy. So we, uh, we're just taking pictures and everything. And then he's kind of why, and they know all the tricks of like, you know, what to look for Mm -hmm. to find the predators because, and so we're looking like out in the distance and, uh, there's a bunch of these African cob, which are just beautiful animals, but they all have their head turned one way. And that means that they're watching something, making, like making sure that they're, uh, you know, not in any danger. And if they all are looking that way, Mm -hmm. means there's probably a predator over there. Yeah, sure. So, but but Emmy's not telling us any of this. So he's just like, all right, we'll go left. And my cousin Ned knows all this, but I don't. Mm-hmm. So I'm just kind of following what he's telling me, giving me like hand signals and whatever. We go, we find this watering hole and there's another lion up in a tree. You know, we could, if we wanted to like roll down the windows, we could almost reach out and touch it. <laughs> it was, and then right at the watering hole, you know, next, next to this tree are... Four baby cub lions. Jeez. It was 
incredible. Just to, I just want to like take a second. You're you're a guy from the U.S. You're a guy from Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah. And you were driving on the left side of a car through Africa. Yeah. Around lions. Like that that's not an experience most people get. Yeah, that's it was it was amazing. It's <laughs> absolutely insane. Yeah, it was. Cuz a lot of times when you do this, I I imagine you need like a, a license out there or something to in order to be able to do this. Right, right. right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was uh I was I was very lucky, that's for sure. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, man. And just like the stories he was telling us, you know, about the park and and, you know, we, we really realized how lucky we were. My cousin had been to Murchison, Murchison Falls, like, you know, five or six times mm-hmm. and never seen a lion. Man. Yeah, it was just wild. I how was how Lenny feeling about the whole thing? He's eight oh years old at the God, time. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah. He was like, you know, I've never seen him so excited. Because he's he, used to being in a busier city, right? Right. And yeah. he's, been, he's been up to Murchison, but they've never seen lions mm-hmm. before. And he is just, you know beside himself like just yeah. ear to ear smile uh i mean i there's some great pictures of like all three of us yeah yeah just and it, it was it really was an awesome experience to be able to experience that with my cousin who's you know eight years old and then my other my you know my cousin you know who's who used to babysit for me so yeah. to like be, it was kind of like the you know the three generations it was sure. really cool we're, we're driving we're finishing up our drive because uh, you know, we, we had to catch the ferry to cross the Nile. We had to catch that ferry and we're finishing up our drive trying to like make the ferry time and we're driving back and it was like someone let this elephant out of a, uh, you know, a cage or something. I mean, it's just right there on the side of the road. Tusks just like <laughs> almost down to the ground, just walking right towards this biggest animal I've ever seen. Yeah, no it kidding. was, it was like someone planned it. I mean, it couldn't, it couldn't have gone better. They were just sending you off. With yeah, that. yeah, it was, it was just beautiful. So that was awesome. That ended the game drive and we drove back uh, to Kampala and you know, stopped at Kafu and got some goat. Mm-hmm. Told them their, you know, told them their meat looks like shit. Get it out of my face and got the good pieces. You got to, you got to kind of I lead did. this one, right? Yeah, yeah, I did. My cousin's like, you know, all right, man, now it's your turn. And I was like, oh man, all right. So I, yeah, I had to, you know, tell them like, nope, that piece looks like shit. Uh, you know, get it out of my face. And all right, do you guys have beef? And they're like, oh yeah, yeah. And they all they stick all these you know sticks of beef mm-hmm. in front of you. You're like, okay, cool. Cause I don't want any fucking beef. And they're like, okay. And I was like, do you have goat? They stick the same meat right in your face. You're like, no, 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 no. I'm not an idiot. I, I'm not I, falling for that. Yeah, yeah. So like, you really have to give them a hard time, and then eventually, because goat's more expensive, so eventually mm-hmm. they'll bring you the goat. But you gotcha. really gotta give them a hard time. But that was a, the you know on the way home, where you know had had a couple beers, and we're stopped. Take a short call. Short call is take a piss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we stopped, took a short call on the side of the road. And every car, so it's me, my cousin, and Lenny. And Lenny's uh, Ugandan, mm-hmm. Ned and I are both American. So we stick out like a sore thumb. It's, we're all pissing on the side of the road. Every car that drives by is honking at us. It's like something <laughs> they'll never see the rest of their lives. Like, you know, two bazungus and a Ugandan, like, I'm taking a piss on the right. side of the road. Yeah, so it was, that was hilarious. That's got to be a funny image. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, uh, yeah, it was really funny. Uh, so we went back into Uganda, and then after that, I mean, really, I really only had, uh, the trip went so fast. I really only had, like, four days left. Mm-hmm. Now I'm now I'm kind of going through, like, all right, I got to get some souvenirs, and, like, I want to get some, I mean, the, the, there's some great woodwork that they do. So what did you pick up? 
So I went to that was so that was a wild thing. While I was there, there was some political unrest going on, and like some rioting and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I was told, you know, you have to be back before uh, you know the sun goes down or whatever. Mm-hmm. So okay, no problem. So then the next day, I, I go head to the market. It's like ten a.m. You know, I got some cool like wooden carved masks. Mm-hmm. I got handmade stuff. I'm at this open air market, you know, right in the city center, right downtown Kampala. And I hear like some yelling and some cheering. And then I hear like these like, boom, like pop sounds. Like, what the hell is that? Mm-hmm. And, you know, a couple, you know, 30 seconds later or whatever, the, the whole market is just engulfed in like tear gas. Oh, no. I swear. A riot broke out right outside. And they're throwing rocks at like you know the government mm-hmm. or, or whatever, and uh, yeah, so the, the government's shooting tear gas, and this tear gas is just you know coming in and just flooding the the market. Mm-hmm. So I, I stood out all these, and this woman and her husband took me into their booth, which was like pretty much a garage stall or whatever, mm-hmm. and they're like you know come stay with us. And well, you know, they put me kind of behind like the cement wall and they're like, you stay, you know, we'll stay here until it calms down outside. Yeah. So constantly tear gas like shooting off. So ne- right next door was uh, or upstairs was a bar. This woman who the, ran owned the bar would, was bringing down like every 10 minutes buckets of clean water so we could so we could wash our face mm-hmm. because the tear gas was, you know, burning our face. Yeah, absolutely. It was that the first time you'd been around tear gas before? No, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I've had quite yeah, some experience no, with it. Oh, you're but familiar it, with this. When, uh, when Ohio State beat, uh, beat Oregon. Oh, dear Lord. That's, yeah. uh, well, you guys deserve whatever tear gas you <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, but no. But it was my first time, like, being in a situation that, like, I was like, oh man, this is this could get a little out of hand. Sure. Well, and the tear gas itself. The reason why I bring it up is because it's a very uncomfortable feeling. Super uncomfortable. Yeah. It feels like your face is burning. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really is. You know, like when you're when you're, you're breathing crying. into your nose. Yeah. Hundred yeah, percent. So, um, you know, they, she's bringing down a bucket of water, and we're washing our face, and so I give her. 30,000 shillings, which is like 10 bucks. And I said, every time you come down with a bucket of water, can you bring two beers? She said, oh yeah, no problem. Mm -hmm. So I thought this was only going to be like going on for a half hour. I got stuck at this market for like two and a half hours. Oh gosh. Yeah. And, uh, and just getting shit faced. Yeah. You know, like I think by the end of it, I wasn't even washing my face off because I forgot. I was more worried about like the beers. Dumping beer on your face. But, yeah. And so, you know, I got home and I, I had heard like, you know, some tear gas and I thought I heard gunshots and mm-hmm. stuff, but like, I wasn't really sure. So we got home, I got on the, uh, you know, I got on the internet and we were watching some like news coverage and the government was shooting tear gas and live 50 caliber bullets. Wow. And oh, no. they, I think they killed, I think it was, they killed two protesters, two rioters, like right outside the gates of the, uh, of the, of the market. Like within a hundred feet, 200 yeah, feet from where you were, oh, right? For sure. Yeah. May, maybe less. Oh God. It was very scary, but it was amazing that this family took me in. They knew I wasn't from there. Mm-hmm. They took me in and like, you know, sheltered me and, 
you know, it was just the hospitality was incredible, but it was it was really a really freaking scary. I would imagine so. I mean, it, we joke about you know you you getting beers brought to you and everything like yeah. that, but maybe that was necessary to have. Like it I mean, was just like to my coping. Yeah, down. it was yeah. crazy, man. Good lord. And was that, how did they react to it? Especially the, the people you were with, did this seem like, oh, this is just another one of those days or were they pretty uh, scared and upset as well? They, you know, they were, I think they had, they'd seen a lot. So mm-hmm. they were definitely more comfortable with it than I was. Yeah. Uh, they, they, they seemed like they were okay. And maybe they were just doing that to like comfort me and try yeah. to like, you know, make me feel like, uh, you know, I'm in good hands. It's going to be okay. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, I mean, well, if that's the case, they did a good fucking job. <laughs> right. Yeah. No kidding, yeah. man. That was just bad timing. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't run into that anywhere else in Africa. It was sure. just bad timing. I mean, there's protests going, I go that go on here all the, in the U S all the time and they get out of hand or, Whatever. I mean, it's just bad timing. It, mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with just it being Africa. Yeah. And so, I, and that was like one thing that I wanted people to know because you know it was just you know unfortunate that I was there at that time. But the whole experience, the experience as a whole, was just life changing. Really was. Cheech, I'm happy you uh, you took another trip so we could have you back on. Yeah, man. Uh, for those who don't know, Cheech is uh, you know the head of outreach for Hostel Homies, social media, everything like that. We've got some exciting news that we're going to release soon about a trip in March, which we hope our listeners will join us on. Uh, Cheech, go on another trip soon so we can uh, so we can have another one of these episodes. All right, I'll do my best. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Hostel Homies.